1: The older I get, the more I look like my father.
0: The first step what to changing hell? your life starts with the Renew Life Show Wait a with second. Adam
1: Lamb. We have ghosts in the system. Oh, the hell with it. Let's bring Adam on. Hold on a second. And play his music. Okay.
0: The first step to changing your life starts with the Renew Life Show with Adam Lamb.
1: It should be, if you want movie star quality looks like me,
2: <laughs> Come to RenewLifeRx.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but I like that. I like that term, and I'll take it. Movie star looks like. You know,
1: I, I, I look you. at myself and I see my father. And you know, uh, for the first for the first twelve years of my life, I thought my father was the greatest guy in the world, and he really was. But then, when I started to go through puberty, I I wanted to rebel against him. You know what I mean? Like I wanted sure. to find reasons yeah. to. To have discord with him. Uh, and then when I was in my uh, early teens, my father was so cool again because he was hanging out at a, a lot of the same nightclubs that I was hanging out at. And it, and a, right. people probably think that's weird, but he was hanging out with all his friends. It wasn't like they had a yeah. bunch of women around them. But I would go into right. these discos uh, out in Long Island and, and in the city and... And uh, people would be like, hey, come on, your son's here. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And I, so it was it was really a lot of fun. My father was a very, very cool guy. And now when I look at my face, I go, holy crap, I look just like
2: my father. So, how are you? I, I think, I'm good, man. I, I think that we do that too. And even with, I think with my, my kids, like my son, or even, you know, there's sometimes I'll look at myself in the mirror, do something, make a face. And I'm like, ooh, that's my dad's face, right? Or I'll, my son will do some mannerism, whether I think it, Reminds me of me, or reminds me of my wife, or even sometimes my, my father-in-law, like goofy stuff. It's it's neat how the genetic makeup, yes, is there, yes. right? It's there in mannerisms, it's there in looks, it's there in, in just behavioral. It's, it's super interesting.
1: And you know, th- this is a great segue to the discussion today, right? So we're going to be talking about yeah. behavior in some in, in an aspect, and that is yeah. the 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 psychological side of HRT, which may be more profound uh, actually than any of its other attributes and probably the things that people notice the most, right?
2: Yeah. In our opinion, it's, it's the more important, like I've said before, you know, for guys that come to us that they're only focused on the aesthetic Sure, do get in better shape, you know, recovery from exercise and, and lose some fat, things like that. Yeah. That's important, right? Everybody wants that. But the guys that are like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to gain 20 pounds of mass and get ready. You know, like, we don't even work with those guys. We, we just tell them right up front, like, you're going to be disappointed. That's not really the values we have. Um, you know, best of luck. Yeah, right? that, that's, not, that that's like,
1: not what we're, that's not the outcome we're looking for. I'm looking at my audio because I'm trying to get my audio yeah. excited. Then that's not the outcome so, that, that you're looking for for them.
2: Right. So majority of our clients, and you know, and so we'll talk about on here, super renowned uh, speaker, behavioral therapist you know, and his feedback, he's a physical guy. He's very athletic. But when we shared kind of what's the early stuff he's discovered, he was talking about more of the things, some of the psychological stuff, like the decision to go do a second workout of the day. Cause he did physically had, he's like, I noticed I didn't, it didn't hurt. I didn't have the aches. He's like, and I was like fired up to go like, yeah, why not go do another workout? I feel good. You know? And, and there's a psychological side to the to the hormone replacement therapy that often doesn't get talked about is that that extra drive to go do the things right. Like if you're, if, if, in our opinion, if your testosterone's real low, uh, men or women, you're weak with your decisions, right? And if you're weak with your decisions, you're going to make bad decisions, right? You're going to make easy decisions. Yeah, because
1: you're not fully in. You're not not you're not
2: really dedicated yeah. yet. Yeah. So you might skip the workout. You might grab the, you know, eat the dessert or or eat the thing. Or just go home and sit in the
1: chair and watch television instead, which is really what, as you age, you just look to sit more and because you don't want to be reminded that you don't feel good moving around like you used to, like you have these aches and pains and you have weaknesses that you didn't notice. And then when you get on HRT, that stuff just goes
2: away. Yeah. And you're like looking to do, go do more things. And, uh, and, and so it's, it's awesome. And, and that's really the focus with our client base. Like I've told you before is there, they are folks that are paying attention to what they're eating, right? They're exercising regularly. You could ask them, you know, they could tell you what they did. And it doesn't mean that they're, they're not doing bodybuilder workouts, but they're exercising regularly, right? They're, maybe they're going for runs or whatever. Um, and they're, and they're aware of like their growth in, you know, self improvement and success and those kind of things. And what they notice is they notice that they're, they know there's more for them. They know that they could be, there's just something missing. And that's where we hit home runs all the time. Because we look at the blood work, we're like, yeah, you're healthy. You're obviously, you you told me what you eat, why you eat, you know, whether they're on a paleo diet or a keto diet, like all this, you know, like they're, they're paying attention. They're, they're measuring and focusing on things, which is, so we don't have to do that part. We just like, oh yeah, but your testosterone's, you know, a, a quarter of where it should be. Uh, in our opinion, based on some of the other indicators, we get that up three weeks later, they're, oh my gosh, I feel like a million bucks. Thank you so much. And move on. Check your blood work periodically.
1: Well, And and, And, and 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 the the psychological side of HRT is so profound. It's so profound that if you're a husband or a wife getting on HRT, you sincerely need to talk to your spouse about getting on HRT with you. Because here's what happens. It happened to me. It was really like I. My marriage was really in bad shape because of a lot of bad decisions we made uh, financially, and that put a lot of pressure on uh, us to generate money. And we became miserable people, and we hated each other. This is true. Uh, mm-hmm. So most marriages, know, yeah. What's that? A lot of that.
2: A lot. Most yeah. marriages, it, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Financial yeah. The
1: two reasons for divorce are. Uh, a, a dissatisfaction with sex, uh, with your partner, and mm-hmm. financial problems. And if you talk yeah. to women, they'll tell you, "Well, when there's financial problems, I don't feel like having sex." And right. guys are like, "When I'm not having sex, I don't feel like going out there and slaying the dragon and making more money." And so it's right. really, it's really a weird thing, right? But here's the here's the yeah. irony of it. So if you get on HRT by yourself and your spouse doesn't. All of a sudden, you have this renewed interest in life. This, this, this—you uh, know—idea that there's still more to discover. Life is worth living. I want to be active. Let's go do things. But that other person—they haven't made that. That they didn't, haven't come over to the sunny side yet. They're still in the dark right. side. They're still like, you jackass! Like I don't want to do anything. I worked all week. And and
2: when you're when you're motivated and you're fired up and you're in the presence of somebody who's not, you make them feel even worse. Right. Misery loves company. And when no longer the company, the misery doesn't have company, it makes them feel more miserable. I went to a therapist.
1: I went. You're going to love this. This is this. This actually crystallizes what you're saying. So I went to a marriage counselor right at the time that we were pretty much getting divorced. Um, I had already uh, moved out of the house. And so we went to a marriage counselor to try to see what could be salvaged. Mm -hmm. And this marriage counselor sat and listened to us for one hour. I don't remember what I said, and I don't remember what my ex-wife said. But I remember the marriage counselor said, I see what the problem is. And she she said, no, she (laughs) said, she said to me, you got younger. And she looked at my ex-wife and said, and you stayed old. And my ex-wife got so angry at that. She bristled. She stood up and she said, that's a bunch of – and she said the word BS. And she just walked out. And I looked at her and I said – because I had gone from 330 pounds to like 245 pounds, hypermuscular. I was training. I felt good. I was sleeping good. I was getting up early in the morning. I was attacking the day. I was living life. My libido was through the roof, which was Mm -hmm. torture with a partner who really didn't want to have – Uh, Any, any encounter with me anyway. And so, but she saw it. She said, Oh, I see what happened. You got younger and you stayed old. That's exactly Mm. what she said. I'll never forget. And my Uh, ex-wife chose that, that,
2: chose that woman, by the way. And I think that that's, it's a good point though, that in, you know, in, in relationships, even business relationships, you know, we just, we're getting ready to launch at stem cell clinic. And one of the conversations that uh, one of the business partners I had was that like we, we are so ambitious. We, are, we have a rule of, you know, don't, don't try to play little, only play big. You know, and we had goal. We talked about that in 10 years from now, we want to look back at us and laugh at how small we may have thought we could, we could do. And the reason I share that is because what you're saying applies in every relationship. If you are not both like willing to grow, be better, optimize your life as you get older, if you just settle for whatever is, you're in trouble, you know, and, and that's why I'm very fortunate in my marriage where my wife and I, she's in a leadership role. She, her and I are always reading different books, you know, and like sharing that, engaging in that because we are equally focused on getting better, staying healthy, staying youthful, making it important. Like, you know, she's actually the first one I ever dated with girlfriends I had in the past. They didn't, they're like, you go to the gym too much, you exercise too much. And, and it was a conflict in the relationship because they were disappointed at the time I dedicated to myself or going to the gym where it wasn't to them. Right. Where then when I got with somebody who did understand that it's like, yeah, you got to do it. It, it. We understand this is a priority, but the, all those different things, like you're saying that the big part of it is being with a partner that wants to share the same things you want to share. Right. Like we like different music. My wife, my wife loves 80 hair band, eighties hairband stuff. Right. I can't stand it, but flock of, she likes have,
1: flock of seagulls.
2: Yeah. We like different food. We're like, I'm a bull, you know, I'm a yeah. bull in a China shop and she's a ballerina. Right. But we're, we're very much, we're very focused on how we want to raise our children long term, you know, like values and things like that. Um, and, and that helps have that good relationship, but tying it all back to your point is that we see it and we love when couples like when someone's like, Hey, I want my wife to come out. I'm going to tell you real quick, which is actually cool. This conversation is a guy who came over from your show Wife just started today, so to your point, it's neat to have that just full circle situation. Is is he's been with us for uh, you know three four months or whatever, and he's like, hey, I want to introduce you to my wife. She's going to start her program. She's going to start. She'll start next week, but she just decided to move forward today. And but to your point, that's a that's a smart couple. Yes, they're making wise decisions. Where he's like, she's either she's looking at him. You know, a bravo for her for probably looking at him and going. Man, what is this newfound love for life you have? I want some. As right. opposed to saying, what's this newfound love for life? You think you're better than me? Or, right. You're too good? Those kind of things, right? Because we have those options psychologically to make. And we what we know is that the one that says, man, this looks great. I want to be a part of that is the positive person. The one that says, man, you look happy. That makes me more mad is not, right? And so I love when, when we have the husband-wife combo get on board because we see – more success right like not only is it potentially we may have someone who's against hormone replacement therapy on the back side right and obviously we're out or but when everybody's on board we're helping facilitate following up holding them accountable those kind of things and husband and wife and both of them, maybe you're getting on the call and we're like we love that stuff it, it works really well so to your point yeah i mean you're 100 correct the success we see with couples both doing it together is way better
1: because and and that's because of the psychological aspect of HRT. When you when all of a sudden from a psychological standpoint you shift back into a more youthful persona, you start mm-hmm. acting like you did when you were in your twenties and thirties. I mean, we all know, like when you were a kid. And come on, Grandpa, leave me alone. Come on, Grandpa, wow. come on, leave me alone. Right. So all of a sudden you shift back into being a younger. Hey, let's go walk in the park this afternoon. Leave me alone. It's like it, it, it doesn't jive. Both people must get on HRT and both must revert back to that youthful persona so that the marriage will survive. And pr- quite frankly, it'll actually thrive because you'll have uh, the energy, mental and physical, to court your wife again. Yeah. Your wife will have the mental and physical energy to want to be courted uh, and, and have desire again. And you both had that when you met. But that energy yeah. age, you lost it. And then all of a sudden, in two weeks, you get it back and, uh-uh, you, you better bring her right. with you.
2: And we see it on both sides. I mean, I, I can think off the top of my head, just a woman I spoke with yesterday who, she came to us, she just wasn't super happy, you know, like, just didn't like the world, right? Just, And we were like, we looked at it, and we're like everything's you're healthy your testosterone is just lower than it probably should be right her ob-gyn disagreed
1: yeah they nothing always do better yeah, than, you know, they always, the, yeah. biggest,
2: the biggest disservice for women is is the, ignoring their testosterone but in so nothing got better you know she basically didn't like the idea but had no solution And i was like well i'll try it if you don't like it you know you can always just go back to doing nothing and you know and one of the main reasons she also said that she shared she's like you know that My husband's got a good libido. He's healthy, fit, like, you know, we're attracted. She's like, I just don't have the interest. And, um, now she does, right? We're following up. She's like, yeah, we're, we're back on par, right? So it's many women too want to do it. And I, I, we see a lot with guys too that have, um, they've let things slide, right? Since they were the college athlete or whatever. and, And they were fit and doing all these things and life gets in the way and they're busy and kids and all that stuff. And maybe wife is still, in the mood and she's still taking care of herself and she still has that energy. And you know, husband is like, and so these guys will come on board so they can get. And and there's gotta, and
1: there's gotta be a lot of those. And I'll tell you why I know there's a lot of those. And because all the men's clinics, they're all, their advertising today has shifted from trying to talk to the guys to come in. And it's Mm -hmm. shifted to the women saying, you know, my husband finally went to the men's clinic and our lives are back to normal. So they, mm-hmm. that must be a bigger factor. Women must be much more dissatisfied with their sex lives with their men than vice versa because all these men's clinics, all they're advertising now is, you know, hey, girl, if you're not happy in bed, get your man to the men's clinic. And then the girl goes, right. oh, our life is back to normal again. So that's got to be a
2: big deal. Yeah. I have, I mean, all the time. I have, look, where I'm somewhere and like the wife is like tugging my shirt and like, hey, talk to my husband, you know, and like, how do I, like, and I I could probably, I look at that in all honesty and I look at that situation, like she's probably also creating a stressful environment that if your wife is pestering you, you're never going to be like relaxed to want to perform too. But, uh, but I can understand this has happened forever, you know, as long as I've been in the space where, where folks have asked, you know, the wife is like, hey, have a talk, you know, and, how do you, it's hard, but I try to create a comfortable space to have those conversations. But, you know, even beyond that, what we're talking about with the psychological side of hormone replacement therapy is that, you know, one of the, the, the questions that when folks have been on for maybe two weeks or so, we ask them, you know, how are you feeling? How's your mood? How are you sleeping? How's your decision making? How is your feelings to go do something? Right. And, and it makes them think, right. Because, I didn't ask them how's your recovery in the gym? How are you know, those things, because we want to see some of these other changes in your life that really change your life. Because if we can help you make better decisions, you're gonna be healthier, happier. Right? It's it's simple stuff. And the psychology piece, which was really cool, like I said, that it's a pretty renowned behavioral therapist, uh, big time motivational speaker guy that's a, a client of ours that we're talking to, and digging into the he's an expert. So he's able to dig through the psychology that he's experiencing in that space of what he's like noticing uh, about himself, where he's, he was even saying things like being more going back to the spouse thing, just more playful, maybe like kind of a little right. goofing around, wrestling around there on the couch, you right. know, like where maybe it's, you don't have that little bit of energy, you know, like I think of, I think often too, going back to what we were talking about, the women often, you know, guys, we just were physical, right? We're like, come here. we like, grab your butt and let's go. But right. women want a little more play. They right. want a little more... Romance. Uh, they want connection. So yeah, so, the, right.
1: so one, once again, you know, so men um, can't feel close to a woman unless they're having sex with her. And women can't have sex with a man unless they feel close to him or connected to him. So the irony is that we both need the same things for different reasons. Men need to, mm-hmm. in order for a man to feel connected to a girl... Or a woman, he has to be sleeping with her. In order for a woman to be connected to a guy, or to sleep with a guy, she's got to be connected. So there's this gentle meshing uh, uh, of, of these two phenomenons that are brought upon by hormones. Hormones are yep. the great mediators. That's what makes the guys move forward and the women move forward and not sit back and go, Well, I don't feel connected to you. I'm not having sex with you. So, yeah. and, I don't a, even
2: have the energy, the the thought. You know, like there could be maybe you're sitting there, and you're like, man, I would love to just climb over there on the couch and just kiss my wife and grab her hand, and and you know, maybe that leads to that thing that we both want. But what she doesn't want is for me to stand up and like pull it out and say, hey, want to get in the bedroom? You know, and, right? You know, and she might be like, how about but but but, but here's but here's you know the other I mean? here's the other
1: side of that from a guy's perspective, right? So you feel it. And you and you do something like you would have done in your twenties. You're sitting there watching television. You roll over. You you know you 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 straddle her. You come down. You start making out with her, and she, mm-hmm. and and she doesn't go with it. She's like, "Come on, stop! I'm watching this TV show." That's yeah, like that right. destroys a man.
2: That destroys no, sure. a guy. No, it really does. And I think the for me, when I you know my wife, her favorite thing is when I'm more playful, yeah, kissy, touchy, right. And my favorite thing is when she's like. Hey, you know, the, the kids are upstairs playing. Once you get, you know, get yeah. in the bathroom where the, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like we like those different things, but we also have that balance of understanding that she knows that that's important to me. It Makes me feel like hot stud, attractive. Because a guy wants and, to feel it, that
1: way. A guy you know, wants to listen. feel that his woman. If if nobody else on the whole planet feels that way, that his right. woman wants yes. wants him. She literally wants yes. him.
2: Right. Right. And, and, and that to me, like, nothing is, gets me more, makes me feel better about myself yes. than that feeling. And, and it, like you said, but it all does go back to if your hormones are low, both sides, it's, you can mentally be like, I wish I wanted to, like, just swoop you up and, and give you that passion. And I think don't that's don't where, and,
1: and that's where angry old man comes from.
2: He, well, and also with women, it, if their hormones are low too, and I know that maybe even if I muster up the effort, right? And I go to scoop her up and like, hey, come here, I love you. Let's you know, we got some time, you know, let's have some intimate time type thing. And I don't think we say it that way, but you go on receiving. And and then she might she might not feel it. She might be like, ah oh, Yeah. Right. And then right the guy the feels rejected. And then it, Yes. And this is what happens. You move apart. And right? every
1: time that happens, every time that happens, every time that happens, five, six, seven times in a month where you make an, over, uh, you, you, you make an overture and you're rejected from a guy's standpoint, mm-hmm. you get to the point where I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to do that. And now you get angry at your, your partner because you mm-hmm. feel like they keep rejecting you. The reality is it's not that she wants to reject you. She just doesn't genuinely have the drive. I have a good friend, and his wife just retired, and they were they were very, very sexually active their whole lives. In the past few years, she's like 65, she's never gone on HRT, and she keeps telling him, come on, leave me alone, I'm an old woman now. I'm an old lady now, leave me alone. And I think that is so sad, because to her, she's an old lady, because she doesn't have the desire, and also... Mm-hmm. He confided in me. He said, you know, when we do make love, she doesn't get wet anymore, and it's painful mm-hmm. for her. Like, these are real problems. They can all be addressed. They can all be they addressed. Can all be addressed. <laughs> they
2: can all be addressed. They can all be fixed. It's just a matter of getting outside of your comfort zone and being, being comfortable with having conversations with folks that can help make that happen because right. it really, really can be done. And that's what leads to that healthy, happy life that you don't, just otherwise you're slowly just parting. You know, next thing you know, you're like, I don't even know who this person is. I climb into bed with every night and, and I, I don't I, even care. I, I, bet don't you, even I, you,
1: I bet you every single relationship that ends up in divorce goes through that way. I don't even recognize this person anymore. But the truth is yeah. they don't recognize themselves. The reason guys, in my humble opinion, become grumpy old men is because they sexual prowess is one of the biggest things for a man's ego the fact that his woman desires him and he can do what he does and make her feel good i am man he beat your chest i mean that's primal yeah. that's part of us and when yeah. you lose your libido and your erections don't work anymore you don't yeah. feel like a man anymore so what do you have to do you know it's it, it's the it's the oldest animals in the in the in the forest that are the most dangerous they're the ones that will attack unprovoked and that's the same thing with grumpy old men. They don't feel good anymore. They don't feel good about themselves anymore. And so yeah. the littlest thing, they're like, oh, I'll smack the crap out of you. That doesn't have to be either. They just get on HRT and that changes. You love life again. You you you, you, yeah. you, you don't become a, a raging idiot. You actually turn off the raging idiot.
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, to your point, taking a few steps back too with, with that, situation where because I've, I've had clients too that have they've had maybe that spouse who's like not so into it and they try. And then, you know, if you've ever been with somebody who kind of, wasn't really into the, the sex that you're having and you can tell that it's like, they're like, all right, when's this going to be over with, you know, like that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden your stuff doesn't work because you're not as turned on anymore. And then you're, and then what happens is now this guy may have a complex of, Hey, it, and yeah, what's wrong with me? Of, things went south, and why doesn't she want me? And so then, every sexual encounter after that, they're thinking, "What's if this doesn't perform? Or what's if maybe she doesn't like the size of this? Or, like whatever, because you know, yeah, guys, 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 yeah, head. guys,
1: we overthink everything.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine. Like I talk to hundreds of men about not all. You know, I would say half of my clients have zero have ever even mentioned directorial issues, but a lot of guys do, and we have those conversations and a lot of the times going through that conversation, we figure out, does it work? Yes. Then there's something that there's something in your head that's causing those problems, anxiety. right? The psychological point. Yeah. And yeah, it, almost always it's anxiety, stress, something that's self-induced. And a lot of times I think we talked about last show where, you know, there's uh nighttime erections or those kind of things. When the, when the cortisol is low or stress is low, you're not thinking about all that stuff that, that happens i had the same conversation with a guy and he was saying well you know i'm it's cause you know i was explaining because you're not stressed at night and I, but there's still times that i'm stressed and i might wake up at four o'clock in the morning because i got a big meeting or some big deadline where i'm also stressed i'm not waking up with a morning erection i'm waking up with like a right because you know my mind is still going a little bit but sometimes it can relax at night to and and what basically the point i'm making is that If things work, there's probably something you got to address yourself and no one wants to do that, you know, and that's going part of this conversation, the psychological side of of the hormone replacement therapy is we can do so much, but like if you're just negative or you just see the bad or you're just looking for the problem, it's, it's hard to take in. But chances are you've been that way your
1: whole life. Chances are you've been that way your whole life, right? So that's, that's a different scenario, but I want to talk about stress for a minute. So Uh, Men produce estradiol by converting testosterone, and women produce estradiol directly from their ovaries. And estradiol is a very, very powerful anxiolytic uh, molecule. It actually uh, suppresses anxiety. And you have women – women typically say, you know, I used to be able to deal with stress so much. Now the littlest thing shakes me up. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. you're starting to produce less estradiol. And men, it's the same thing. Uh, When men's testosterone and estradiol ratios get out of whack, they start to to have greater stress response. Little things shake them up. Like, and I remember this. So my HRT was was provoked by performance-enhancing drugs and my testosterone levels never coming back. So I waited two years before getting on HRT. I tried clomiphene. I tried HCG. I tried aromatase inhibitors. I tried all the different things that I could that <laughs> I was hoping would restore my natural testosterone before I really said mm-hmm. to myself, okay, it's over. I'm going to be on something for the rest of my life. Those two years, I remember one day I was in the car, and I, I got like into this provoking exchange with another car. Not really road rage, mm-hmm. but my heart started pounding so hard. And I remember thinking to myself, man, if I had to get out of the car and fight right now, I wonder if I'd have a heart attack. Because I didn't have that hormonal emergency break going, nah, everything's cool. We, we got this. We got this. When mm-hmm. your hormones are in, in at the right levels, you look at things in life and you go, I got this. When your hormones are yes. not at the right level, you look at little things in life and go, I can't take this anymore.
2: Yes, 100%. I mean, like without a doubt, you, you summarized it. And I can take a deeper dive because this is something we really talk about. You know, some of the major things we talk about, you mentioned estradiol, DHEA, super overlooked, testosterone, and um, sex hormone binding globulin, right? And so those are like the four major things that we talk about. And, and I explain it, you know, we work with folks that aren't necessarily as well-versed in conversations like we are in the hormone space, and and we do this intentionally having that conversation to where it's not the doctor who's talking the doctor terms and all that kind of stuff necessarily explaining it because it goes over people's head. And then they're like, I don't know what the hell that guy just said. Right. And so what part of our model is being able to communicate this in a way that's almost playful. That's understanding that, that for, for everyone really. And, and one of the things we say is that, you know, your body's got these hormone, think of it like traffic, right? It's all these hormones, everything's doing different. And when something happens like a fire truck, right? And if it it rush hour traffic, it causes concern, right? And if you have, which meaning, let's say it's cortisol, adrenaline, things like that. And those hormones are firing and traffic lights are out too, right? And no one knows where to go. Every, no one knows the merge. Everybody, it's just, it's just chaos disruption that's going on in your body, right? right? Which results in chronic fatigue. You don't want to do anything, you know, your, your bad mood, all this stuff, right? And so what we look at is that number one, testosterone, we need to get up. And when the testosterone's up, that's the confident, like like you said, I got this. I got it, we'll be fine, we'll sort this out. Right. So when that happens, you don't have to send in the fire truck. You don't have to send in the ambulance, right? So when those those cortisol levels don't even pop up like they would if you weren't confident if you didn't got if you didn't already have this, right? And so there's less fight or flight. And, and I was explaining this just sidebar story. This, this woman, I was, so we sent over her results and blood work and uh, we're like, let's schedule a time to talk. Right. And it was like nine o'clock at night and she just called and, and I'm like, yeah, what's, hey, how are you? And she's like, I want to talk about my stuff. And I'm like, is there something emergency you're worried about? No, I just want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay. Well, we got a schedule. It's nine o'clock at night. I got to put my kids in bed. You know, and she, and right. And and my wife's like, Hey, I got it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you know what? Let's talk. Cause this is a perfect example for me to explain to her the importance of her super low testosterone for her age. And and I said, and I said, for example, you live a life that everything's an emergency. Right. Everything's important, an she said, no, no, not at all. I said, yes, you do. You just called me at nine o'clock at night from an email you received 40 seconds ago. It, in an emergency. That's an emergency. Right. right? It, it's, it, it didn't say call anytime. Call yeah. me immediately. It took, it took
1: precedence right? in your schedule for whatever you were planning on so, doing. You, you're right. Exactly.
2: Right. And so the point I was making to her is that what I'm just telling explaining to you is going on in her life. Every text that goes off, every ping pong, ding, you know, everything for us, especially in the society, it's an it's emergency. We've got to do it right away. And when you're constantly doing that, you're constantly disrupting the, those the, the hormone process the, the cortisol levels are spiking, the fight or flight, the, the adrenaline's going to the point to where, and if you're, you know, at that later age or you're in a position where your hormones aren't optimal, that that's just going to pound you all day. And you're going to feel like you had those days that were like, like oh, it was crazy. And when you look at it, you're like, really, I didn't do that much. I just let everything affect me so much, right? So we get testosterone up. And then the other thing that DHEA is a, a simple, almost childish analogy for what it does is DHEA helps is like that police officer and the four way stop, the light trap, the traffic's out, but this guy's out there blowing his whistle. He's like, all right, cort- hold on, cortisol, testosterone, go ahead. Estradiol, a little, you can come through and And it gets everything going where it's supposed to go. smooth Yeah. At the right, time, right. right. So when you go to sleep at night, that, that, cortisol goes down, then it comes up in the, m- all that stuff that's supposed to happen happens and dhea really helps the harmony and the communication of the hormones right so we see like I, we can look at blood work sometimes we see low testosterone low dhea high shbg and we're like you're a stressed out mess aren't you they're like yep cool we're gonna fix it All right. we can look at your and tell that you are right. right and, we, and, and so then we'll make some changes to it and then next thing you know they're like yeah things are just easier i'm more likely to want to go out to hang out with friends and I'm more likely to go take that walk that maybe I would have talked myself out of, I would have done everything I could, right? right. Those are the psychological things that help you get the results that you want, right? It's not you're not gonna lose you know eight percent body fat in the first 30 days of doing hormone replacement therapy if you don't change things in your life. But if you're excited about the changes in your life and you're excited about this newfound you know love for life, you're more likely to skip the carbs or you or more take the walk or whatever it might be that could be holding you back. And, and even in your relationship, you might be more likely to just be like, you know, honey, you're so beautiful. And like, you know, a little playful smack in the butt that you would have not had the confidence or courage to yes. do That she would be like, Oh, Hey, cool. And that lights a little spark that maybe at bedtime later on, there's something that happens. that hasn't happened in a long time. Right. And, and all that stuff, that's the stuff that we're trying to curate with, with our clients because it changes people's lives it makes people happier right so, uh, and, so and look look at this comment look
1: look at this comment from John Peaks he's listening to the show live <clears throat> he said my wife and I will be getting with Adam real soon he's been off awesome. testosterone for three weeks that's about so about three weeks is how long it takes for whatever testosterone you were using to have to stop having any influence on your body
2: but he at, says that, but at a Titino special
1: yeah uh, he's been off test for three weeks. It sucks. No libido. Just don't want to do anything but sit on the couch and play video games. So this is this yeah. is exactly what we're talking about. Here's a live human being attesting to what we're saying here. And so, and, yeah. and when he'll get back on tested in two weeks, his testosterone levels will rise, and he'll feel like being involved in life again. Yeah, it's so yeah, simple. I, it be- I don't understand. I just don't understand people who are reluctant. Yeah. To try hormone replacement therapy, try it. I mean, hell, you've tried. You try everything else. You try vegan diets and the keto diet. You try. You buy supplements that do nothing for you. Like try HRT, and look if it doesn't right. work, give it give it six months, and or even three. And, and if you don't go, wow, this is amazing. Then go. You know, I'm not going to yeah. spend and, this and money. Sure. Yeah, you yeah.
2: it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one thing too, with folks that come over, we look at their blood work, and I'm like. Do you have the symptoms? Not really. I just want to check my blood work. Then don't start. You know what I mean? We tell them. I mean, one of my best friends. He's also a business partner of mine with a, with a company. That the guy just doesn't. He's like, no, man. I'm still chasing my wife around. I'm playing tennis three four days a week. I'm like, you know, we look at his blood work every year. He, we get it done, and um, we have a lot of folks like that. But I also have friends of mine. To your point, it's almost like they're a little scared. And I'm like, dude, you. I, I saw you go out and drink six vodkas on Friday. Yeah. Which are thank you. you. Hormone replacement therapy. Thank and I'm you. Like, that's poison. Yeah. So there's no purpose, and but you're scared to do this. That's like proven. Is you know, and a lot of my really amazing. good friends know who a lot of my clients are, and they're. And I'm like, if these folks do it, right, like you know, why would you? Where are you still hesitating? What are you scared of? Uh, and, and sometimes I think back to the psychological side is a lot of times people are scared of actually having to pursue all the great things they may want to go do. Right. I, I, don't, I, don't,
1: I don't know that that's it. I got to be honest with you, Adam. Uh, I think that a lot of it has to do with the artificial fear that the medical orthodoxy has put in people's minds about anything that is a hormone from melatonin you know, down to testosterone. I really do. I think people go – because people say that. They'll say to me, well, isn't that a hormone? Like isn't that lead you're putting in your body? Like isn't that a right, hormone right. you're using? Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. These are hormones that were in your body your whole life. That why wouldn't you want to keep them in your body longer?
2: Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to feel great? You know, and, and even sometimes it I think people are concerned that it's a monetary challenge or you know, going the physician insurance route can also be a challenge. And it can sometimes like even to the point we were talking earlier about making the Maybe making the initiative towards your wife and she shuts you down. Maybe they're they're scared they're going to make the 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 initiative to their doctor. The doctor's going to go, no, nope, you're fine, right? And, and that's something we really talk about is what your blood number. If you have the symptoms, you got to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. That isn't necessarily going to just judge the conversation based on your blood work. We're going to judge the conversation based on how you feel, right? And figure out, you know, like I said, that the the thing that we, with the SHBG to. Testosterone ratio is so important because you might have a 500 testosterone, but your SHBG is at 55, and that's not good, right? Right, and we know that we know that that 20 to 30 that to one ratio is usually the sweet spot for people. And genetically, you might have been a guy who was at 1800 when you were 21 or 22. And now you're at seven, so you don't feel good, right? If you are genetically an 850 guy, and now you're at 350. It makes sense, right? It, right. It, it, it's it, everybody's. Everybody's very, very different. These ranges that are on blood work do not dictate where you were when you felt great, right? right? And the doctor, the doctor may tell you different because of the, that range. You're fine. But you wouldn't have gone in there and mustered up the courage if you didn't feel good. I right?
1: want to. I want to so. take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about something else that I think is very important, and I think um, a lot of HRT clinics. And doctors don't talk about it. And you're going to have to wait till the other side of the commercial to hear what I have to say. We're doing good radio today. All right. So if you want to learn more about how you can change your life, people are always looking for ways to change your lives. i got a way for you to change your life for the better. Go to RenewLifeRx.com. It all starts there. Stay tuned.
0: men and women. Heard about hormone optimization? Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRX.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRX.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get thirty percent off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRX.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at Renew.
3: SuperhumanRadio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Are you looking
1: for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com
0: slash Carl. Check out H Hemp. H, like healthy, happy, honest. H Hemp CBD system makes it simple with one CBD tincture available in three great tasting flavors, a super powerful breath spray that GQ magazine named a top CBD product, and a topical CBD balm that is simply the bomb. Relax and feel better naturally with the H Hemp CBD system available at hemp.com. Move over superheroes, this is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back
1: to the Renew Life Rx show. So, without outing anybody, I have a lot of friends who are doctors. And quite a few of them have HRT clinics. And so there's this one doctor that I've been trying to do a couple things with. Uh, for quite some time, and Elise has been trying to schedule dinner with he and his wife so the four of us can go out in a casual atmosphere, and I can share some of these ideas uh, that I have with him, and uh, they're only ever able to go out during the week, and I I don't know about you, but I got a feeling you're going to relate to this. Like, I, I don't go out during the week as a rule. I work long hours, and... Then I, I generally am still working at home. Excuse <clears throat> usually I, – I try to watch an hour of TV at night of shows that we've taped documentaries or highbrow stuff mm-hmm. from BBC and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm in bed at 9 o'clock. Like, a lot of people think that that's weird. And so this, this one doctor's wife – this is like the third time we've canceled or fourth because – she wants to get together on a Monday night or a Tuesday night. She wants to eat dinner at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. And, like, my last meal is at 6 o'clock. I'm a militant about it. And I'm in mm-hmm. bed by 9 o'clock. I'm militant about that. And you know what? I demand a lot out of my body for a 61-year-old guy. I train hard. Mm-hmm. I work hard. I have a full life. We move a lot. We do a lot of projects. We have a garden. We have a pool. We have, you know, we're, and, and believe me, Elisa does more of the household stuff than I do. I'm not taking credit for that, but I help her. And so Mm. we had to cancel again Tuesday night, and we were like, do you guys ever do anything on the weekends? And so I guess Elisa said, you know, we have to cancel because we're in bed at 9 o'clock. And she messaged back, wow, you guys are really serious about this. And I'm like, what? You guys own a clinic. I'm sure you tell your patients about all the importance of having your last meal three hours before going to sleep and being in bed at a reasonable time, like between 9 and 10. And, yeah, we're serious about this. We believe it really does work. You know, it's like we don't just tell other people that this is what you should. I don't just say, hey, you do this, but I'm going to go over here and do that.
2: Right, right, right. For sure. And I'm sure you're the same way. You know, for me, too, you know, we try we look at it like. My wife and I try to get out on, a like, tonight's a Thursday, we'll go to, we call it happy hour, and go grab, like, tonight we're going to get sushi, and we'll go at 5, or, you yeah. know, 5.30, something like that, right. for an hour, and it's just, what well, we need to do it, because we need to get out of our house, away from the kids, right. to connect, because we have stupid, busy schedules, like, right. she's, like, today... You know, I didn't even know where she was at. She's like, All right, I'm leaving. I'll be but I'm being back tonight and I'm like playing cards. She's like, Well I changed my mind, I'm driving. You know, like stuff like we we, we, we don't really know we have to connect, otherwise we like lose track. But and it's just a good opportunity to get out. <clears throat> but but for us in the weekends, we'll do you know, we'll try to get out same thing similar in the weekends too. But something like for example, my, my son's soccer, he's got four soccer games. He's got a tournament Saturday. I'm not doing shit Saturday night. I'm right. going <laughs> to be whoop. Right, being out there all day, suckering, suckering, suckering. And so, a lot of times in the weekends too, that's our recharge time. But I think to your point of, you know, like going out during, like on a Monday or Tuesday during the week, those kind of things that are staying out late, it's kid stuff. <laughs> you know, like that's for people in their twenties. You know, but but, I mean?
1: but you want to yeah. want Adam? That's what you and I say because that's what you and I did in our twenties. But the reality was, we would have fared a lot better in life. Had we done what we do now in our twenties? Had we gone to sleep yeah. early and got up early and trained and and bypassed the Saturday night, Sunday night, all you can drink parties? And you know, I right. mean, I, we did that because that was like a rite of passage for being in your twenties. But right. this this lifestyle that I, we have chosen to live and we have chosen to profess to others because it will improve their lives as well. I'm serious as a heart attack about it. I mean, I don't do this. Be, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who talk about health and fitness because they feel that it's a place for them to build their business. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about testosterone, talk about health, talk about training, talk about and 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 then and then two, three, four years later, they're gone up the road because well, they became interested in blockchain and. And cryptocurrency, so now that's their new thing. Like, this is 14 years for me. This is the rest of my life for me because this is what I plan on doing to live for the rest of my life.
2: And and it's a great point because I think when I was a kid, like I'm talking high school, I had our – the football coach had me in the weight training class, being his assistant in second hour weight training class, had me in the men's conditioning class with all the athletes because he wanted me in there helping to show these guys – some proper lifting stuff, telling them what to eat because it was my passion. Right. Dude, I was barely graduated high school because I wasn't good at that stuff. But I knew more than anyone else in that high school about proper nutrition, diet, you know, diet Strength and training, conditioning. all that kind of right. I, I just spent my time learning it. You know what I mean? And I was a guy who was – I didn't play high school sports a lot of times because I was getting in trouble. But I, I was 155 pounds. I could bench 365. No one else could do that. Right. And that, But a lot of people are like, how? Right, and so I, I just explain a lot of stuff. But what you know, in, through my life, that's always been my passion. But I didn't really understand how to like create a business out of it. And so I was in the mortgage space as a portfolio manager, and that's where one of my mentors, Josh Linkner, who's a renowned marketing guy, he's got an awesome book called Discipline Dreaming. I recommend. And um, I, I meet with him every now and then. And I actually helped him with nutrition stuff. He's like, "Dude, why don't you go start a business in the space?" He's like, "You're so good at it. You're so passionate at it." He's like, "You work with guys like me." Wilbur, all these guys pay attention to you. You know, they want to work with you, and that's what's got me to start the hormone thing. Just kind of because, also, at that same time, I knew that a lot of these high-profile people I did some nutrition stuff on the side with couldn't find good hormone advice, and so I went on a hell of a path to find it, and I became the middleman and created this kind of business. That's like here is the physicians that also want to do it. They understand the importance of it. They understand that the service and the care of the patients is so important and that it allows us to be blessed with these amazing people that we work with. Right. But to your point is I'm going to do this forever, right. Whether it's in the stem cell space, you know, my, my book with, you know, about coaching people through removing alcohol or changing their, it's, it's all about healthy people and it's all lifestyle. Like some people are like, I love red wine. I love one of my favorite trips in the world to go out to Napa Valley, go around, do a wine tasting things like, but I'll never do that. Because I have to, like you said, I'm militant. Like there isn't I can't just have one drink. My wife gets a fun, fruity looking, cool drink at some restaurant, or it's like, wow, this is the best margarita I've ever had. I'm not taking a sip strictly on principle to something I've committed to myself. Right? right. And it's the same thing like you can say it with whether it's you know, like uh I'm not gonna eat for another ten minutes because I don't eat till noon. And I even have a really good one of our old uh nannies is in touch. she's one of our family members basically. Super sweet, loves to like make food, and she comes in and last morning, and she's like, "Hey, you want breakfast?" I'm like, "Man, I don't eat till noon." She's like, "I know, but I'm gonna ask everybody." I know. Just, yeah, and then she'll make a phenomenal breakfast, some something that you would only get. Tell her really... to make it at
1: noon. That's all. It's, it's yeah, make no? it at noon. Yeah. <laughs> make it at
2: noon, right? Yeah. And, and but it, to your point, I, I can relate to that, and I think it's important because if we don't. You know, that saying if we don't stand for anything, we stand for nothing and you can't go through your life without these standards. I was just I spoke last night at church and I was explaining that to the youth group I work with. And I was you know, explaining that you have to have these lines in the sand that you can't cross because otherwise what happens is those lines get real blurry and you have no lines. And then next thing you know, you lose your way of what's important to you, whether it's a commitment to a relationship, a commitment to your life, to your health, a commitment to your job, whatever it might be. And, and tying this all together to the hormone space is that i think that when your hormones are optimal and your testosterone is where it should be you're more likely to stick to your guns on things and not waver
1: i agree i agree 100% and and I, but more importantly if you're going to charge if you're going to choose an hrt clinic to work with choose a clinic that is occupied by people who actually walk the walk That's my point. There are so many people out there who propose to tell you what the answers are for your health and longevity who don't practice any of the things that they preach. And that would be like, how reliable do you feel a mechanic would be whose car is always broken down? Would you bring your car to a mechanic whose car is always broken down it's a rhetorical question of course not the guy can't keep his own car running you're going to trust him to keep yours running
2: it's it's like financial advisors that are that can't pay their bills right it's or i think the same thing like the physicians like you said like doctors doctors like i won't work with a doctor if i look at them and they're like way over overweight and like not you know I'm not going to work with that guy. Yes. You know, like that he, guy knows no, he knows you nothing about health.
3: Value.
2: Yeah. You know, and I'll, you know, in full transparency, when I first got into this space 10 years ago, I thought testosterone cream was crap. I thought so many of these different things. And the, our doctors are like, dude, trust us. Listen, you know, stop the bro stuff that you knew. Stop the bodybuilding mentality. And as I transitioned and was like, all right, I'll try, I'll try. And I was wrong. They were right. You know, and that's why, like, the guys at work, or that's why we do, because they know that, you know, and sometimes it's just getting out of our own way of, of our own belief system on things to find out that there may be more or a better way, too. Right. And, and so I think that that's it's a great point you bring up.
1: Uh, we're coming to the end of the hour, and I actually have to interview somebody after you, but it's going to be we're going to drop the Facebook Live. We're going to go to the live stream, and the rest of the show will just be audio podcast only. I'm going to have Brent. Jones on because we have the Derby bodybuilding competition coming up in two weeks and he puts that on. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, nice. But before we go, I just want to circle back around and tell people that the greatest benefit you will realize from HRT is the outlook on your life will change every day. Somebody is posting a meme or doing a video about how to motivate you and how to motivate you. And how to motivate you. And motivation comes from within. Motivation yep. Motivation is more inspiration than external events timing you and making you want to do things. And that inspiration comes from hormones. Make no bones about it. Oxytocin, testosterone, adrenaline, DHEA. These hormones make the hair on the back of your neck stand up when you get excited. And these hormones will change your life. Not the next... Yep. Next, uh, uh, What's that guy? Gary V video telling you to right. get off your ass and work harder. No. Get your hormones straightened out. You won't need anybody to tell you anything. You'll be in full motion all the time.
2: Yeah, the motivation... I think you bring up a great point. Spielberg. Motivation is just a reminder. And if you continually need motivation, you're lacking some internal inspiration. Mm. to, fulfill that, Right? Because you can remind... I can remind my son all day long to get the socks off his floor, but until there's some change in his life, the socks are going to stay on the floor every single day. Right. And so you bring a great point. You got to fix what's going on inside um, and not just try to fake it on the outside.
1: Diego his father used to say to him that the line is a dot to you. I think he's referring to the line in the sand.
2: Yeah. So it's a dot me some gaps.
1: Anyway. Uh, Renew Life RX is the place to go if you want to change your life. Uh, and then you can go back and look at Gary V's videos later, and they'll actually have more meaning to you then.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. They'll make more sense. Thanks for you being here, actually, brother. Action. We'll see you, care. see you in Thanks. two weeks. Uh, take care.
1: All right, we're going to take uh, one quick commercial break, and uh, we will be off Facebook Live, and we will be going back to uh, audio podcast only when Brent Jones joins us. Stay tuned.
0: Men and women heard about hormone optimization? Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? Renewliferx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. Renewliferx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to renewliferx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at Renew NewLifeRX.com. Sleep is one of the
1: most important factors in maintaining health and longevity. And in today's environment with all the artificial light we're exposed to, there is nothing more important to use to protecting your sleep than blue-blocking glasses. And there's only one blue-blocking glasses that I will trust ever, and that's Blue Blocks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X. If you go to the website blueblocks.com and use the code SHR15, you'll save 15% off the single best blue-blocking glasses in the world because you can wear them comfortably and still function. Watch TV, work on your computer but it blocks all of the important blue and green light that has been responsible for shutting down melatonin production and causing people to sleep poorly. Don't waste another night of sleep without wearing Blue Blocks B-L-U-B-L-O-X tonight. Put them on at 7pm and you'll be asleep by 9pm and you'll get the best night's sleep you've ever had. If you've never used them before, you are missing out. Blueblocks.com Go to redcon1.com, that's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number 1.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today.
0: Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenodrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenodrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with a little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenodrex, the world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. There are a few products that I believe
1: in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using C for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now and I credit Can C eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can C eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Kancii eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Kancii eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today.
0: Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio.
1: So uh, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Brent Jones. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing good, Carl. Thanks for having me. No, of course. It's a, this is a big deal. It's important to have you because uh, you are the keeper of the flame of physical culture for the city of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which started out many, many years ago with the Kentucky muscle, uh, bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting, uh, arm wrestling, <laughs> everything, uh, yeah. but, now, but now you also have a second show you do each year that coincides with the uh, Kentucky Derby, right?
3: That's right. I'm a official partner with the Kentucky Derby. I uh, partner with them to put on the fitness show, the bodybuilding. It's hard to say a bodybuilding show anymore, right? Uh, it's a, a physique show, so we've got so many different divisions. But I partner with them to put the show on, and uh, it's been growing each year. Um, I'm proud to be associated with the, the um, quality of production. Uh, that the Kentucky Derby Festival puts on.
1: I mean, this is a huge. You know, people like I, I. I mean, look, I knew what the Kentucky Derby was before I moved to Kentucky, but nobody realizes what a big event it is. I mean, it dwarfs Mardi Gras. It dwarfs everything. I mean, uh, Bowman Field is a is a is a a private uh, uh air, air um. What do I want to say? Uh, uh, airport, airfield, airfield yeah. here, and it's lined up. With the most expensive jets you've ever seen in the world, uh, and yeah. and so does so does our our local airport here, Stanford Field, because Saudi princes, <laughs> everybody who's anybody takes their private jet and comes to Louisville, Kentucky, for
3: the Derby, and uh, it's it's unbelievable, right? It, it's amazing. I mean, I even my show, I I do a physique show. Um, I've got every year I've got somebody coming in from. I, you know, from Hollywood or Atlantic, uh, uh, Atlanta, that's in a TV series or something, and their agent or publicist gets a hold of me and says, Hey, can we get do some PR pictures at your show? And I, every year I do it, you know? And it's right. like, Yeah, great, you know?
1: And how many years have you done this Derby show now?
3: The first year was 2011. Okay. So, um, wow. And people thought I was crazy. They thought I was crazy. I, rem- you know, I said, remember,
1: you- I remember, I remember because the truth of the matter is, you did that show that first time all on your own back because the people within the Derby community really didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't just open their arms and go, yeah, bodybuilding. Like you, you were kind of like, well, we'll just see how this goes. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they didn't understand uh, what the show was about and they were like, all right, you're on probation. You are going to keep your eye on you. Uh, And, you know, I've got to say the first year wasn't exactly a raving success. I only had, you know, maybe ninety competitors and had a few hundred uh, people in the audience. Um, but it grew. You know, like last year we had close to four hundred competitors. We had over forty five hundred people in the audience. Um, so it's 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 grown each year. Um, I wish I could say I'm the greatest promoter in the world, but you know it has to do with being a part of the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Derby Festival.
1: Yeah. Now there there are there are people out there today that have been planning to do this Kentucky Derby show. I know a guy at my gym who literally just decided not to do it, and I said, why? Do it anyway. He goes, ah, I'm just not ready. And and this will be his first show. Yeah. I said, do it anyway, knowing you're not going to win, but as a dress rehearsal, because there's a lot of things you're going to learn that you'll take when you really do look like you're going to win.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there's no better experience uh, than getting on stage and being in front of a live audience, you know? I mean, you can practice all you want, you know, in a posing clinic or at your home and stuff, but it's nothing like being in a live audience and, and getting, you know, judged, um, you know? Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, dra- just, it's a dress, you dress, dress,
1: look, you, you, may, you may think the tan you're going to use looks good and then it doesn't. You may think that your diet is spot on, but the day of the event, something didn't sh- didn't go right. You know, I'd say do the event anyway. Anybody who's thinking about doing the event and they're going to pull out at the last minute, don't. Because no one's going to hold it against you when you really do look great. No one's going to go five years later, wow, you really really look great. But that first show you did, you sucked. Big deal. No one's going to even remember you were in that show.
3: Exactly, and and this is where you build your fan base up. So if you come in, you know, not at your best, then your next year you come in, people are going to compare you. Go, my God, man, you made so much yes. progress. You know, yes. I want to be like you. Uh, you know, how do I do it? Exactly. So what? So tell and, me And what... you know something. You, you, I, I'll tell you, you. You know, being on a live audience, uh, you can see, you can see how your mannerism changes. So people that you know practice in a, you know, at their home in front of the mirror, it's not like being in a live audience. Because people, especially first-timers, you know, they, they either, you know, are too, walk too fast or they move too fast on stage. They look jerky. Um, and it takes only experience and being in front of a live crowd, being judged uh, uh, with a live uh, judging crew to be able to, you know, master those techniques of putting out that non-operable communication. Stage you know?
1: presence. Developing your stage yeah. presence requires you to be on stage.
3: Exactly. You can't exactly. do it in your room.
1: You can't do it in your room.
3: No. No, you can't.
1: What other events so I, encourage, what, what I, are, what I, I all... encourage. I'm sorry. What, go
3: ahead. No, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I, other... I encourage all the competitors, say the first time, don't just enter one division. You know, if you're, you're qualified in a couple, at least two, you know, that gives you more time on stage, more time to home your crafts, more time, to you know, more opportunity to get your state presence down. You know, and this will pay dividends in the future. You know, like when you go to a national show or your pro debut or whatever, you know?
1: what So what events are going to be uh, on this uh, schedule uh, next week?
3: So we've got, it's just a physique show. So we've got uh, uh, the base, well, all the show we cover all the bases. Uh, we've got men's physique, we've got classic physique, we've got bodybuilding, we've got uh, women's physique, we've got women's figure and women's bikini and fitness. So we cover all the bases. Right. You know?
1: I have a friend at the gym who is a Louisville Metro PD officer, Stephanie, uh, who's competing this year. She's so excited, and she said that I have to go. I have to talk to Elise and see if she wants to go. Um, I always say I'm going to go, and I never show up because t- I, just a couple minutes ago I was talking about in the show that I go to sleep at nine o'clock every night. I'm like a, yeah. milit- a militant about my health. You know, I'm 61 years old, and I I have to keep the the, the, the protection turned on. But yeah. I, I need to go. I haven't been. I haven't been to the Derby Show in years, and I and I really think that maybe this year we're going to go. But
3: that'll be our Derby great. event. So
1: um, great. Where, so where is the show held this year?
3: The show is held at the International Convention Center. It's just been remodeled last year, so it's nice and shiny. Um, we're going to be on the second floor. Um, our host hotel is the Golf House. You know, so if okay. people want to come to the show, you can get everything at KentuckyMuscle.com. dot uh, com can register for the show, register for your can, register for uh, your room at the golf house. Um, we've got every, it's just a one-stop shop.
1: And how much is it to attend the show as a spectator?
3: Uh, Pre-judging is $45. Finals is
1: $30. Okay. And you can get those also at KentuckyMuscle.com. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. you got to be very proud. You know, um, there's a lot to be a, to, a lot to be said for tenacity and and staying power. And you've proven yourself over the decades with the uh, the quality of the quality of your shows have gotten better and better. The attendance continue, grows from year to year, and now with the Derby, like it's like the, This is like a crown jewel of uh, of bodybuilding, in my opinion, uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky. It's really wonderful, really
3: wonderful. I, I you know something. I'm fortunate. Um, we get a ton of media that comes in and covers this. Uh, I know next week I'll be on just about every TV station. Uh, in the city and uh, the courier journals coming in, doing a big piece on us. Uh, typically every other year, they'll push it up to USA today. Uh, so we'll get national coverage and, um, you know, I'm real fortunate. Um, you know, and I'd like to announce that we've got a new partnership with the, uh, OV, OVW, the Ohio Valley wrestling and the national guard. So going forward, we'll be developing the, the collegiate and team divisions in all the shows. So this is to inspire young people to get fit, to you know explore you know the possibilities going to National Guard or to try the new trade school at the OVW, and at the same time they can compete at the show and um, you know they'll get quite an experience with the the partnership that we've, uh, we're forging right now. I,
1: I don't think people know who the OVW is because they don't see the talent at the OVW until they go up to the WWE, but yeah. The OVW is where Dave Batista started. The OVW and The Rock. And the, what's that? The Rock. And The Rock
3: and, and the the Rock, Rock started. I too. was going to say you know? The
1: Rock started at, at OVW. There's a guy that just went up to the WWE that started at OVW that was on my show several years ago, Dan Mather. He was a former Cincinnati Bengals linebacker, I think he was. Uh, a, yeah. def- a defensive end. And you're going to see him. He's doing great. I mean, the guy is handsome. He's charismatic. He's super muscular. He's super strong. And you're going to hear his name. He was on my show three, four years ago. We used to do mat- uh, Matha Motivation because the guy was he's fantastic on the air. And he started at the OVW. Bobby Lashley started at the OVW. I mean, OVW has given birth to some of the best athletes that have gone up to be famous through the uh, wrestling uh,
3: channel. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's under new ownership with Al Snow. He's developed a new program. It's a trade school to teach not only the wrestling part, but the the TV production part, um, behind the scenes part, you know, the writing, everything, the announcing everything. So he's, and it's going to be accredited. So the National Guard is jumping in and saying, hey, you know, our GI Bill will pay for all this. Um, So I, you know, I got to both of them and said, hey, you know, I've got this show. We tracked a lot of young people. You know, why don't we work together? That is
1: wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's it. So uh, everybody who's uh, close enough to drive to Louisville, Kentucky, it's next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. uh, April 27th. Okay. At the convention center here in Louisville. Uh, Check it out. It's a wonderful show. You'll have fun. And who knows, maybe like Waldo, someone will see me there. Who knows? There you go. All right, Brent, thanks a lot for being here, brother. Okay. Thanks, Carl. Talk Take care. You. And, uh, that's really it for today's show. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed what we had to talk about today. I'm trying to hang up. It's hard. I'm producing video and audio. I, I switched from, uh, Facebook live for those of you who were watching the Facebook live earlier, uh, and catching the end of the podcast now. But anyway, okay. So tomorrow we have the, uh, pep talk with Dr. Carl Page. It looks like we're going to review thymosin beta-4. There's a lot of people out there who really don't know all the things that thymosin beta-4 is good for, so we're going to do kind of a remedial show about that tomorrow. And hopefully you'll be able to uh, check in uh, with that. that. That will be on Facebook Live, the whole show, so check it out. And we're done for today. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.